Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Canberra Kid, Jake Aquilina. Ahoy and good evening to everyone here on Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the website www.triplehfm.com.au. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and podcast.com.au. This episode of Splinters is the NFL halfway season, uh, well, review and preview of the next half of the season. Then, uh, tell you what, it's been a season of ups and downs uh, for plenty of different teams, but I can't do this by myself. I'm here with my, um, I'm calling us the A team of the Splinters podcast. This is our third episode together, is of course Tom Rizzuto. How are you, my friend? Good evening, sir. It's great to be with you talking all things American football today. It's been uh, not often that we get to sort of travel across the, the Pacific to uh, discuss our, uh, our relatives overseas and the, and the football that they play. But plenty to get through halfway through the year, as you said, and still a halfway to go. And what has been quite a, I would say, quite a ch- changing of the guard this season in, in certain respects. But I'm looking forward to getting Absolutely. stuck right in. Absolutely. We're going to go through tonight... Um, all the division leaders um, of each division in both conferences, uh, both in the AFC and the NFC, some talking points, surprise packets, some disappointments, and of course, the the most fun you can have in a in a in a Splinters episode is the predictions. Who's making the Super Bowl? Who's the safe bet? And who's a bit of a roughie? I think we'll also go through as well tonight, Dom. Yeah, there's plenty of teams this year in particular that have surprised me, have really come through the uh, through the the dirt, if that's what you want to kind of call it, and sort of risen from the ground after sort of being in the dark the last couple of years. Um, but of course, we'll talk about those as we go through go through it all. Absolutely, let's get stuck into it. Alrighty, well, let's get started off. I'm going to talk about the American Football Conference, and we're going to uh, we're going to discuss. We're going to go to you, Jake, first, and we're going to talk about the AFC East because uh, let's face it, there's only really ever one team to talk about in this in this division, and it's the New England Patriots. Absolutely right, Dom. Uh, they are dominating uh, as per usual. Um, Tom Brady looks like he hasn't aged a day um, since well since he's came into the the National Football League. He's uh, he's dominating as per usual, but. Um, it's not just their offense that are that are you know dominating as per usual. It's their defense have really stood up this year, and they've made plenty of stops and um, keeping teams to low. You know, uh, you know obviously uh, they've only played one team, one positive team, and that's the Bills, uh, the five and two Bills. But you know they've shut out the Dolphins, they've kept the Steelers to three, um, it, and they kept uh, the struggling Redskins to seven. So their defense has really stood up this year, but. The Patriots, you can't go past them as the powerhouse of the NFL. They are the number one power-ranked um, team in the NFL by the, the uh, NFL Commission. So they're the, they're the team to beat. They're, they're always the, they're, they're the benchmark. And, you know, coming in off last year's Super Bowl win, it'd be, it'd be amazed if they went there again, to be honest with you. What is it that makes this side so special? Uh, you know, obviously we're speaking about Tom Brady, but they've gone from having quite a real – formidable defense uh, last season to an even better one this year. And you know what they say about uh, football competitions. defense The best defense wins you seasons. It wins you Super Bowls. It wins you grand finals. Where has this come from? Well, it's come from um, Bill Belichick is really the, the leader there, the head coach. He is the one that brings the culture into the Patriots and bring this winning mentality into the Patriots. And 
he's the kind of guy. He, him and his off, his defensive coordinators have bought really well um, over the last few years. What they they like to do is they like to take young up and comers. They like to take um, guys who are struggling, you know, journeymen, um, for lack of a better word, in other divisions and other teams, bringing them over to the Patriots, blooding them for a year, and then they're somehow the best defensive backs or the best defensive linemen or the best linebackers in the competition. And and I, I don't I want to know what the secret is because I want to send down to Canberra and let the Raiders know how to defend a, a title like that. <laughs> but um, it's yeah. Bill Belichick and his defensive coordinators, they always seem to take young guys and guys who are struggling and turn them into all-star defensive players. And and they're the best at it, and they have been the best at it for the last 16 years, and they'll be the best at it for the next five years and or until Belichick gives it up. Let's talk. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, the Raiders need to win a premiership before they learn how to defend one, mate. Sorry mm. to say it. <laughs> Little bit about this 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 eastern this eastern division. Uh, Buffalo's doing okay. The Jets are as rubbish is awful. But the real talk has been about how bad the Miami Dolphins have been. Oh, they are just they're just a diabolical. The Dolphins this year, and you know they've not been a team that have pushed for a Super Bowl or a playoff. Um, you know, in the last few years, but this year they're zero and seven. The defense, their defense is awful. Their offense doesn't look like they're even going to bother scoring points. I, I don't know where to go with this. If you're a Dolphins fan living in Miami, um, enjoy the beaches because I tell you what, it's that's all you've got really. Josh Rosen, their QB, as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick, they they don't know where they want to go. Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he's he's almost had enough. His passer rating is is in about the sixties, I think. Well, the seventy, so it's it's just not good enough, really, and they really need to step up this year and or towards look towards next year, really, because zero and seven start that's that's just awful. It's been it, it it's quite hard to sort of differentiate between some of the the the, the next best teams in this uh, eastern in this in this American football conference. A couple of sides though that have really caught my eye straight off the bat and really sort of uh, coming a long way since their. Super Bowl appearance back in, I believe it was 2010 now, or even maybe a little bit, maybe 2012, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens, um, they're leading the AFC North competition this year, and um, we'll talk about them a little in, in more detail a little bit later, because they're one of my surprise packet teams for the AFC. Um, they're 5-2. and two. Lamar Jackson's having a phenomenal season. Um, he's looking really good. Uh, he's playing really well on the, on the ground as well as in the air. Um so, you know, I'm really excited to see them, you know, come out of the Joe Flacco era and, and now have a, a – well, not a rookie QB, but, you know, Lamar Jackson's first real go at leading a, a – being a franchise QB. You know, he's trying for 1,650 yards already in this season, um, 11 TDs in the air and three on the ground. You know, he's the all-round QB that, you, that, that Baltimore really needed to, to boost their offense, and, and it's really it's worked really well for them. They're 5-2. and two, they're, uh, they're on top of the North, uh, AFC North Conference – um, they've got some tough games coming up, um, as all teams do um, in the AFC. Uh, you know, they've got the Patriots uh, Monday night oh, on, on Sunday football their time. They've also got um, the 49ers, who are seven and zero as well in the next couple of weeks. So, look, it'll be a tough. It's a tough couple of weeks for them, um, but they're they're really uh, improving and they're really looking good. And I like to see how um, Lamar Jackson takes his team forward in the next sort of eight weeks. 
in this uh, again another t- we go let's go down to we, uh, the the AFC South are uh, very competitive this conference right now the Colts and and the Texans leading it only by a game each uh, over the Jaguars and the Titans this one can go either way yeah absolutely um, but I think it's the Colts have really impressed um, this year. Andrew Luck, obviously retiring at the start of the season. He was their franchise QB. He'd only been there oh, five or six years, I think, maybe even a bit longer. And he was ready to give it up, and, and they had to bounce back and find a new QB. Um, again, we'll talk about them in a little bit more detail a little bit later, but um, Jacoby Brissett and his offense have really stood up this year. They're now 5-2. and two. They're defending really well. So it's awesome to see them come on top um, at 5-2 and two, uh, on top of the Southern Conference. Look, obviously their biggest um, threat, uh, is the Texans. Um, they've, uh, Texans have played one more game for one more loss um, in this conference. But, look, they're playing some really good football as well, and I'd like to see how they play against each other. The Texans, a little bit, they're a little bit rocks and diamonds um, this year, which is why I've gone um, for the Colts in my surprise packet. Um, sort of bit we'll talk about a little bit later, but they're playing some really good football at the moment, having lost their franchise QB at the start of the season to retirement. Let's talk a little bit about that. Andrew Luck, we obviously didn't get to speak about it at the start of this year, but his retirement from Indianapolis and the treatment he kind of received, what's your opinion on that? Oh, look, if time's time, uh, if I'm honest with you, Andrew Luck, he's one of the nicest guys in football. He, um, if you see his highlight package, he, he, well, if he takes a tackle or a big hit, he always gets up and goes, oh, nice hit, man, well done. You know, he's one of the nice one of the nice guys in the football, and if he has had enough, he's had enough. He doesn't. If he doesn't want to do it anymore, he doesn't want to do it anymore. He's 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 done all he can to keep his time. He's made enough money to sort of live off, and you know, if he doesn't want to play football anymore, then then he doesn't want to play. But the as you said, the what he received from fans and and fans of the NFL and fans of Indianapolis was way too much. Uh, he's the guy's obviously struggling with something, and he doesn't want to play football anymore. Then that's then that's all you can. You just got to respect his decision. Um, which is a shame because he was almost coming into the prime of his career. You know, he had five or six years in it, as a franchise QB. He's playing some good football. The Colts are looking good this year. T.Y. Hilton, as we'll talk about later, is looking really good um, as their number one receiver. So, you know, but if time's time, time's time, really, Dom. I think if he's had enough, he's had enough. Talking about quarterbacks, uh, we we often have. Uh, I feel every year there's a uh, there's a new cult hero that comes out of the quarterback class, and this year it's it's got to be my man Minshew throwing absolute diamonds for the Jaguars. What's your opinion on the on the Mo Man Minshew? Gardner Minshew. I mean, six weeks ago I hadn't heard of the bloke, and now he's now he's the cult hero. He's the number one QB for the Jags this year. Uh, he's throwing, as you say, he's throwing some absolute bullets, and he won his first game, his first start. Um, and his old, uh, I think he's, he's Gardner Minshew Jr. His old man, who's, who's also Gardner Minshew, he he's the kind of guy that just went, oh, I think I think my son's pretty good at football. I guess we'll have to see. And now he's just, now he's a starting franchise QB for the Jags. And to tell you what, they're they're coming from nowhere, the Jags. If if Gardner can sort of step up as their QB and start and and playing like he has been playing, then they're a chance of coming into the top two in this. And even uh, scraping into the um, wild card playoffs at the end of the year, but the Texans have got a good start, and I'd like to see how they go. So, but Gardner Minshew, I mean, the hype around him is massive. The moment he, he looks like he's thirty three, but really he's only about twenty two. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of the Mo, obviously leading into the month of November here and, mm. and we'll see overseas with November coming up. It's obviously a big, a big time and a lot of, a lot of fun to be had with, with anyone with the moustache, I'm sure. But uh, many people will be donning the, uh, the Gardner Minshew moustache uh, come oh, Friday, I believe. It's very, it's yeah. very close around the corner. Let's um let's go down to the AFC West uh, again. It's it's up in the balance. There's only really one team that's going to be running away with it. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, even more impressive, they've missed Patrick Mahomes for at least three or four games, and to put them be putting themselves in a in the top position here in the AFC West it is still impressive. But is it that they're surviving in this in this top spot because of how bad the teams below them have been playing? Yes and no. Um, I think Kansas, they started really well. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, um, he is a phenomenal QB. He has got everything. He avoids a sack, has a great arm, a bullet arm. Uh, he's a, has a really good running game, knows when to run the football, knows when to take it into, uh, out of bounds, stop the clock. Yeah, unfortunately, dislocating his kneecap a couple of weeks ago against Denver, Missing the game last week against my Green Bay Packers, which was helpful for us because they tell you what, they look bloody good even without him. They, um, they almost, you know, we were up 14-0 and they almost came back to win at Kansas. Um, took a late touchdown in the end um, for the Packers to run away with it, uh, unfortunately for the Chiefs. But, yeah, dislocated knee while attempting a QB sneak in the first half over Denver. So um, it's a weird one, though, uh, this this injury. It's the, it's the Madden curse coming back to bite, um, as we all know. Ah. Mahomes <laughs> on the cover of Madden then gets injured. So everyone except for Tom Brady, I think, has succumbed to the Madden curse. But um, look, when he first did his injury, there was there was chat of him missing the rest of the season, which would have been awful news for the Chiefs because he is leading that he was leading that team to a, almost a Super Bowl berth. You could almost say I know it's only been eight weeks, but I tell you what, they are looking bloody good. Um, for then. Mm-hmm. To him, for to, for him to almost suit up on Sunday against Green Bay, and then for him to be ninety five percent ready for this weekend's game, it's a phenomenal turnout. I think the they, end, they ended up giving him three weeks to recover, which means he should come back around week eleven. And if I check my notes here, they're playing the Chargers, so that week in week eleven. If not, he comes back week thirteen against the Raiders. Um, obviously, with the bye in week twelve for Kansas City, so. Um, he'll be a huge in for them because he's playing some phenomenal football this year. And they look, they're five and three. Um, you know, they've they've got a tough, tough couple couple of tough games ahead: Vikings, Patriots, um, in their next sort of couple weeks. So you know, they've had some good wins here and there. They've played a couple of you know, um, I don't want to say average teams, but teams not performing as well as they probably could. Um, you know. The Lions, for example, um, who should be playing much better football, they've beaten. They've beaten the Ravens, which is a good win because they're leading their conference as well. So, look, they're playing some good football. I'd love to see Pat Mahomes back to see how far this team can go because they are looking phenomenal when he's um, taking the ball. Let's talk a little bit about the teams below them. The Raiders, somewhat unlucky this year. They obviously had the Antonio Brown saga. Mm. Um They've, they're a year out from moving away from the spiritual home of Oakland before mm-hmm. they jet over. Is it to Vegas, I believe? It is, yeah, Vegas. Um, or to LA again. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's almost like a it's it's almost a write-off this season, isn't it, really, now? Uh, look, I, I, think, I think it is. I think the, the Antonio Brown sort of saga at the start of the season – 
him having a whinge to the commissioner about his helmets and that kind of stuff. That really put them off foot. Um, he hasn't performed at uh, AB like he has been performing. Um, again, it's that Madden curse coming back. Uh, him having a blinding season last year at the Steelers and then coming this year to play for Oakland. And unfortunately, he's not been able to play. Derek Carr, look, he's not looked superb. Um, he's 18th in yards this year for QBs. Um, he's thrown for 11 TDs, four interceptions. It's not terrible. I mean, it's pretty good, but it's it's not anything to be you know raving about. 103 passer rating, which is not which is pretty good. Um, but look, he hasn't fired like he probably could could be when he ha- if he has a target like Antonio Brown to throw to. And but no, they are second in their conference, uh, and they are they do have the ability. Um, to go a little bit better, maybe scraping a wild card game. Uh, you know, look below them. The Chargers, Flip Rivers, they haven't really gone well. They've got a couple of good wins in there, but they're three and five. And then the Broncos with, with Joe Flacco uh, behind the line of scrimmage there, throwing the ball at two and six, which is, you know, very upsetting for all the Denver fans. But, they're, you know, I don't think they're probably too bothered. They can just duck home and indulge in some things that might make them forget. Yeah, exactly right. Let's uh, a quick way. I said the Denver Broncos haven't been too good. Let's uh, you know, let's get into it. Let's get stuck into your main talking points. And we already mm. spoke about them as a safe as a safe bet in the and the top of this AFC conf, uh, of conf, football conference. It is the New England Patriots. They are eight and zero. It, it, funny at the start of this year, they also almost got embroiled with the AB disaster this year and almost had him in their attack to start this, this 2019-2020 season. Well, they had him. Belichick had signed him and then almost was a backflip and said, actually, we don't want you, mate. We've, we're all good with our, um, with our secondary. So, um, yeah, they, they, they stuck away from that one. Look, the Patriots are 8-0. They're, they're, they're the best team in the comp. They're the benchmark. Tom Brady, as I said at the start, looks as good as he ever has. Um, you can't really fault them. Look, as I said, they've only played one positive team in the Bills. They're five and two. Everyone else they've played um, is negative uh, this year. The Jets are one and six. The Dolphins are zero and seven. Um, so, you know, they've they haven't played a team that's really you know the Browns um, are in there as well. The one and seven Redskins they've beaten. So, um, they haven't played a team that could really trouble them. Obviously, their 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 mm. D is. Um, phenomenal this year, they uh, as well as it has been the last couple of years, but they've just improved again this year somehow. I didn't know they had room to improve, but they have been. Um, I would like to see them come up against a team that has been defending and playing some good football. They have Ravens next week. They're leading their um, oh, sorry, next game, which I think is Sunday, a Sunday afternoon game, American time, Monday morning, our time. Uh, they play the Ravens uh, away, and they also have to play the Chiefs as well, and the Bills again. So um, a couple of tough games for them coming up, but I'd like to see how they go against these teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs who have a decent um, you know, decent secondary, a, a decent defense, and a decent uh, attacking sort of prowess where they can maybe throw a game here and there. But I tell you what, they're looking very good for a 16-0, 15-1, and 14-2 type season. You spoke heavily about your surprise packets before uh, in the Ravens and the Colts. Uh, we, you know, let's let's talk about something that we all want to hear about, though: the disappointments of the mm. the AFC so far this season. Yeah, and my disappointment that I've gone with uh, in this podcast is Baker Mayfield and the Browns. 
Um, they're two and five. They're, and Terrible. The season, I, 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 all I heard about was when I worked at South and uh, my old manager was a was a big Brown supporter about how great Baker Mayfield is and when he gets into his second season, they'll be great. They've been awful. They've actually been terrible. Their only shining light, surely, is Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's it. You're right. And 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 last season, look, two seasons ago, Baker Mayfield had a phenomenal um, college year. He had he, he did everything he needed to do to be a franchise QB. They took the Browns took him, which I knew they were going that well, they were going to because they needed a franchise QB. Um, they left him a little bit out last year and he played a few games, started a couple of games, came on halfway through and was just looked so good. Like he was in his element, like he knew he knew where he needed to be. He's come out this year, he's he's run his mouth way too much, um, unfortunately for Baker, because they're two and five. He's thrown the second well, tied first most interceptions in the league with twelve, tied with Jamise Winston from Tampa Bay. He's only thrown six TDs this year. He's even got Odell Beckham Jr. to throw to and I believe Odell's only got one or two um, receiving touchdowns this year. So uh, it, it's just so disappointing to see because I, because I was with everyone. I thought Baker and the Browns were a genuine playoff contender, genuine Super Bowl contender. They could have been anywhere. And unfortunately, Baker's run his mouth too much. He's being focused on the media, not focused on his football. And unfortunately, I, I think he's going the way to the wayside, a bit like Johnny Manziel did when he went to the Browns. He was an ex-best thing, and where's he now? So it's so unfortunate for the Browns because I thought they were going to be so good, but they just have been, as I said, disappointing. Two and five, Baker's just not good enough. That's, uh, I mean, they do welcome back uh, suspended Kareem Hunt, I believe, next this weekend or the weekend mm-hmm. after. Might give him some inje- uh, injection into that side, give it a bit of life. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, some predictions, though. Everything that everyone wants to hear. We've got the back half of the season to come. Starting off with you, Jake, your predictions, your Super Bowl uh, favourite, your safe bet to make the, the playoffs and to go at least to, into one of the, ch- the, the championship playoffs. And, mm. and maybe you, you're smoky. You know, you and I'd like to throw in a, in a dark horse here and there to see mm. who might upset that apple cut. Well, my dark horse for the Rugby World Cup, uh, Wales got so bloody close. I thought they were going to do it, the boys. But, you know, so a, a track record, we're getting there, Dom. I reckon we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> um, so to make the Super Bowl clear cut, Absolutely no issue with this one. The New England Patriots, 8-0, and the perfect start to a season. They genuinely could go 16-0. and I think they'll lose to someone like the Ravens or the Chiefs, and they'll probably go 15-1, and 14-2 maybe. But they're, you know, they're, 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 they're the benchmark, as I've said, so they're gonna, I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. My safe bet, someone who will at least make a divisional playoff or a championship game or something like that, the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are looking really good. Uh, they are playing some really good football. They've got Pat Mahomes back over the next couple of weeks, so they're a safe bet. Am I roughy? I was tossing up, but I've gone for the Colts in this one. Um, they're looking really good, 5-2. and two. Jacoby Briss is looking really good, hitting T.Y. Hilton plenty of times. Mid-point, about, they're 5-2 and two with a couple of big games so they can win, so I've, I've gone for them as my roughy. There's your roughy. Well, look, for me, for mind, it's, it, you know, you can't look past the Patriots at the moment, as we've spoken about. 8-0 so far. They've only, like we said, they do have a tough matchup this weekend in the in the Ravens, but the Ravens haven't been that crash shot themselves in, in the results. You know, my 
My uh, safe bet, though, will probably be the Ravens, though they have been pretty strong so far. Uh, well, they they comfortably beat one of the better sides in my team, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, last week. Mm. Uh, blew them out of the water at, really at CenturyLink Field and looked really, really strong. Um, as you mentioned, Lamar Jackson is having a fantastic season with 11 touchdown throws. They're playing really well. They've got a good running game going. The defense is aggressive, which is really good to see. And your roughy, look, I'm going to go with the Colts for my, as my roughy as well. Um, I'm really liking the way they play. I think they're, you know, they're a strong bet. Uh, to to make it uh, you know at least you know at least maybe make a wild card uh, slot for sure. Uh, they do have some again as we said. So there are some tough competitions uh, coming through from the Houston Texans, but I'm not too sure which way it'll go. But that'll be my roughy. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the AFC conference done and dusted for halfway. Keep your eyes peeled to this season. So far, it's been a fantastic uh, balance between uh, some some sides are struggling and some sides are doing really well. Only the Patriots leading by a long shot in this one. Anything else is up for grabs. When we come back, we will, of course, be going through the NFC conference uh, where myself and Jake will discuss two of our favourite teams uh, going mm. into the playoffs and the second half of this season. We'll be right back on Splinters after this. 2019 Australian Ice Hockey League season has concluded with your All About Caring Sydney Bears winning it all. That doesn't mean it's all over for the year on the hockey front. Log on to bearsshop.com.au for all your Bears merchandise options. And stay tuned to Splinters and the Bench for updates coming out of the Australian Women's Ice Hockey League and the world's top competition, the National Hockey League. Sydney Bears, hear us roar. Sponsors of Triple H. And this, of course, is Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Dom Rosetto. It's a pleasure to be with you today, once again, talking all things NFL. We're getting stuck right into it. We are at the halfway point here of the season. We're previewing what is uh, about to come and we're reviewing what has just happened. You would have just heard us talk about the AFC previously, and now we're going to get stuck into the NSC, the National Football Conference where, well, I've got to say, maybe a little bias is a little bit more exciting at the moment when it comes to the 2019 and 2020 season. Of course, I am joined by our NFL expert, Jacob Aquilino. And Jake, this NFL season, as we mentioned before, has been really up there this in terms of quality and also poor quality this season But in the AFC. But in the National Football Conference, it seems to be a different kettle of fish. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's less of a gap between the, the teams that are performing and the teams that aren't performing uh, in this one. You've still got a couple of outliers uh, that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, and a couple of disappointments, but this one is a lot more uh, balanced in the AFC. And I, look, I really look forward to getting stuck into this because, you know, as you said, Dom, our two teams are playing in this conference and a little bit of heat of battle, a little bit of, uh, little bit of bias can come into that, which is always good fun on these because I create a little bit of content, a little bit of, bit of commentary for everyone. Exactly right. And of course, uh, you can catch us on any podcast platform uh, around uh, the the internet sphere if you want to get your hands on it. Um, you can tune in. We've got a bunch of old episodes that you can go through and take a listen to, which have been doing really well lately. So I get stuck right in like we are going to get stuck right into now this NFC conference. So we're going to start off with the East once again. And well, we're going to get out of the way first because it's been by far the poorest and We'll get started with the division leaders, the Dallas Cowboys, but they're only division leaders by a couple of points. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we talk about outliers in this, and they, they, these are the outliers in, the, in division leaders. Um, the Cowboys, they are 
the definition of rocks and diamonds, swings and roundabouts, whatever you want to say, they are the definition of that. One week, we, the Whedon boys are back. They're the ones that win the Super Bowl. The weekend after, they're losing to the Jets, the one and seven Jets, <laughs> and they're looking awful. Dallas, they, they're the Chris Gale of, of NFL. They're, they're so hit and miss. They, they could be the best team in the conference one week. And, you know, Dak Prescott and Zeke, if you look at their, on paper, that's a formidable lineup in the backfield. You got Zeke there, you got Dak there, you, you're looking so dangerous on the, on the ground and in the air that they just cannot fire consistently. And it's been so disappointing because I'd love to see those two fire um, consistently. They just can't. And they're four and three, the Cowboys. You know, they've got the Giants this week who have been, as we'll talk about a little bit later, um, disappointing. Yeah. You know, they've beaten the Dolphins once and lost and they've, they've lost to the Jets. They, they've beaten the Redskins. They've beaten the Giants. They're not huge scalps. They only just lost to the Saints, but um, I think Drew Brees didn't play that game. I think he was injured. So, and they beat the, they quite convincingly beat the Cowboys this got this week just gone. Uh, sorry, not the Cowboys, the Eagles. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the week just gone. So, um, you know, other than that, it'd probably be the Eagles leading this comp- leading this conference. But um, it's the Cowboys, and you know what? I'm sick to death of hearing we done boys. We're winning the Super Bowl this year, when really they're just so inconsistent. <laughs> Uh, they, they always remind Dallas Cowboys fans always remind me of Liverpool fans in the in the English football, mm. constantly bogging on about it. They're going to win something. However, in, Liverpool did win the Champions League this year, so we can't. I cannot discredit that. Yeah, look a little bit on the Giants. Look, uh, sh- surely they're they're missing or they're in that transition phase with the loss of Eli Manning and OBJ. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's definitely come through to it. They've got a young QB who has the, all the talent and potential to be their franchise QB for a long time. But they're just, as you say, in that transfer point where one guy's learning the ropes of the of, of the NFL, coming straight out of college and becoming a franchise QB is so hard. We've, we've not seen many guys do it successfully. You know, RG3, he struggled. He, you know, what's he doing now? Um, uh, Andrew Luck has retired. You know, he was probably the only one that I can think of, you know, that college year. It went straight in from uh, from a, a a college starter to a you know a walk on starter at um at an NFL team. So you know it, it's hard for the Giants. They look they're really struggling, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. We will talk about them a little bit later, obviously, and uh, and again the Redskins are, are as poor as as poor as usual as as, mm. as to script. Let's go down. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go. Let's go 180 degrees across. And talk about the NFC West. Um, we're going to talk about my uh, Seattle Seahawks a bit, but it's one of I would have to say here is the the division leaders at the moment, the San Francisco Forty Niners. Uh, is this? Uh, I was having a look at some of their fixtures, and maybe I'm a little bit biased here, but they've had some very easy games. Oh, look, they're in the same. They're in a similar boat to the Patriots. Uh, in that in that regard, yes, they haven't had some, you know, superb opponents. Probably the only one is the Steelers, the seven and one. Oh no, that's the Steelers. I'm th- the same thing. The Steelers, yeah, they've been struggling a little bit as well. Um, they flogged Carolina Panthers, who I thought would do a little bit better this season. 
but unfortunately they haven't. Fifty-one thirteen over Carolina. The Rams is the only team that they uh, they beat twenty to seven. Jared Goff is leading uh, the uh, all the yards this year, season yards with two thousand three hundred and sixty-seven, uh, and they've also got um, you know a really good uh, uh, wide receiver core there at uh, at. Uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Cooper Cup has played superbly well this year. He's the second uh, receiving yard, second highest receiving yard at seven nine two. Uh, he's played phenomenally well this year. But but that's about it really for the Niners. They've they've you know played six of their seven against negative teams against, uh, as well, similar to the Patriots. So, uh, but they have got to play the Patriots. I'm pretty sure um, a little bit later this year they've got to play the Packers. They've got to play the Seahawks twice. Uh, in this division as well. I've got to play the Saints who are seven and one and the Rams again. So I like to see them play, uh, play against teams who are positive and looking really good this year. So um, that'd be a huge test for them, but seven and oh, you can't fault it. Um, really. They, they've, they've attacked well. They defended well. Uh, Jimmy Tropolo, he's thrown really well. It's really uh, well this season. So it's really good to see him come back and play some really good football, but it'd be interesting to see how they play against, uh, positive teams let's talk a little bit about the the Seahawks who they've got to play twice it, it, it this Seahawks team and, I, and I've got to say it, it's really run off the back uh, and probably gotten its six wins off the back of arguably one of the favorites for the MVP um this year in Russell Wilson who has really just gone I think to another level this year he has and look he's he is a really good player of the ball. He knows how to throw um, a really good ball. Um, I think he's looking really good. Uh, and I think, as you say, a genuine contender for MVP this year. The Seahawks, they're always a team, um, you know, coming off li- losing the Legion of Boom and that kind of secondary, that awesome secondary that they had a couple of years ago is hard to replace. But they've, I think they've done really well. Um, but look, Russell Wilson, he's thrown for 17 TDs and only one interception this year, which is just phenomenal. Um, there's only a couple of QBs that have thrown one uh, interception this year, the other one being Pat Mahomes, and he's missed a couple of weeks. So, um, look, he's looking really, really good. 17 TDs um, is the highest um, out of all the QBs. So he's looking phenomenally good, and he's he's always that kind of guy who can back up chat with a good performance no matter who's catching the ball. Cardinals, not much to speak about there in the NFC West, which is probably the tightest of the lot uh, when it comes to mm. that, that particular division. San Francisco, obviously undefeated on seven. Still have to believe, play the Rams and the Hawks twice. Um, Seahawks, as well as Seahawks, the Saints and the Packers, who are both leading their, um, their division as well, which we'll talk about. Well, let's get into the, uh, let's get into the, uh, the NFC South, where the New Orleans Saints are dominating at the moment, clear with just one loss to their name, which I think was the first game of the season that they went down uh, with the, the, when they lost Breeze halfway through the through the, the second half, I think it was at the time. Uh, it, was, the second. Uh, it was round three against your Seahawks. There you go. It was, No, I don't believe that no, we no, lost wasn't. to the Seahawks. Oh, sorry. We lost to them. Well, yeah, that was the one where I was like, oh, Seattle will surely win this one. And then I was like, no, of didn't. course, Seattle lose to a game to the Saints when they are oh, briefly. Sorry, it was the Rams. Oh, they sorry, were the, the wrong one. It was the Rams the Rams. There we go. Sorry. Week two. That was the one, yes. That was the week the Breeze went off. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the only one that they lost halfway through that in that game. But since then, 
they have been, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, they've been imperious. Let's go through the sides in, in below them who have been really disappointing. And let's talk about a fall from great. The Atlanta Falcons have been terrible. Mm. And to think they were in a Super Bowl two years ago. Exactly. And they were leading the Super Bowl by 30 points. Uh, for, you know, for them to really, you know, we all know how that ends. But, um, yeah, fall from grace for the Falcons. It's so unfortunate because they were one of the better sides in the last couple of years. And they've just fallen. They've had one win this year. One and seven. Matt Ryan, you know, to Matt Ryan's credit, he's thrown really well. He's eight leading um, in, in yards this year. Uh, he's also thrown for 15 TDs, eight interceptions, um, you know, which is a fair few for one of the top QBs. But uh, tell you what, it's so, so rough to see. Julio Jones just hasn't, hasn't stood up this year. He's getting on a little bit now. He can't be the only guy you got to throw to. You got to throw for other options. And unfortunately, just hasn't, they just haven't been able to string a couple of wins together. Their D looks average at best. So it's, it's really hard for Atlanta fans to pull through. Uh, as well as Bucks, Jameis Winston has just struggled. He's, as I said before, he's had 12 interceptions this year um, already in eight weeks, and they're two and five, and they're looking just as bad, unfortunately. The O-line for the Bucks, though, has been appalling. The poor the mm. poor young man has not had the time to throw at all. Unfortunately not. And if your O-line is struggling to hold uh, the opposition O-line out of your QB, you're going to get sacked. You're going to throw bad passes, which lead to interceptions, and you're not going to win games. And, you, and if they want to... Win games, the Bucks. They have to. They have to start arcing up and manning up in the in D. Uh, and, sorry, on the O line and in D as well to stop points being scored against them. And they got to play the Seahawks uh, this week. And I will tell you what, that's a tough battle for the Bucks. It's you could almost say that any uh, aside from the Saints in this NFC South, there's surely no wild card on the on the plate here for any three teams here, the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Falcons? Well, Panthers have got to switch on. Uh, they're a slight chance, but I'll tell you what, it's only a small chance for the Panthers. They, uh, I don't know if they can string enough wings together to sneak into a, um, a wild card spot. Uh, I'm just looking now. The NFL posted a, a photo on their Instagram today. Um, if the season ended today, what the playoffs would look like. And it's your standards. It's San Francisco and Patriots as uh, the first seeds, Colts and Saints as, as the second seed. Then you got the Texans at Baltimore, the Vikings at Green Bay, the Bills at Chiefs, and the Seahawks at the Cowboys. So they're not looking good, the Panthers. Um, at the moment, they can switch on a few wins, and maybe they've got a chance of sneaking in as a wild card. But um, as I just look at their draw, they've got to play Green Bay, they've got to play the Saints. And they've got to play the Seahawks. So they've got to play the Saints twice, and they've got to play the Seahawks and the, and, and the Packers. So it's a tough run for them. That is a tough run. Let's go to the final division of uh, the NFC that we're yet to discuss. It is the NFC North, of course, and we will talk about the top team and your boys and the Green Bay Packers in a little bit once we go through this North division because they've been doing exceptionally well after what was kind of a slow start, despite the fact they were getting points on the board. But let's go through the teams below them. Let's start off with the Minnesota Vikings. And and for mine, with this side, and I don't know if you agree here, but they've benefiting from a fully fit Dalvin Cook now. He has fastly become one of the strongest running backs in the game. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely he has. Uh, he leads the rushing yards um, for the NFL, he has scored nine TDs on the ground, which I think is also 
number one ranked uh, in TDs. Yeah, it is. So, um, you know, who's right behind Christian McCaffrey. Uh, sorry, right in front of Christian McCaffrey, who's got eight TDs, who is also having a phenomenal season, um, which I forgot to mention, for Carolina. He's still probably their shining light for Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. But Dalvin Cook, fully fit, looking strong, looking good, an average of 19 yards per game, uh, almost 20 yards per game, an average of five yards per carry. Um, sorry, an average of uh, 102 yards per game and five Yards per carry, <sighs> looking really good. Only two fumbles, six 20-plus uh, yard runs and two 40-plus yard runs. So he's looking really good this year, Dalvin Cook, and uh, he's a genuine chance of running them into a playoff position. They're looking good at 6-2 and two this year, the Vikings. Um, they, obviously, they have to play Green Bay twice this year, um, which would be obviously a tough battle for them. But at the moment, um, as I said, they'll look to play each other in a in a wild card playoff. They've played Green Bay already once this year uh, and lost. Uh, they've got to play the Chiefs this week, which is a huge game for them if Pat Mahomes is back, um, which, you know, is a possibility. We'll have to wait and see, um, you know, but they've got to play the Seahawks and the Packers again. So a couple of big games in there for the Vikings. If they can string a few wings together. They're a genuine chance of making the uh, playoffs. They're looking really good, and Dalvin Cook is leading uh, them there. Not much to be said about the other two teams in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. I couldn't even tell you much about them either. I barely know anything about these two teams. They have changed so much over the last few years. Uh, the only thing you'd really say is the poor old Bears quarterback is having a nightmare of a season. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he is... Um, you know, they've had a couple of tough losses. Um, their game on the weekend was decided by a missed field goal attempt. Um, Chicago, which is so unfortunate because he did all the work. Um, he did all the work down there to get to have a, a really good play. A really good uh, Mitchell Trubsky, that's his name. Oh, I couldn't remember it. I'll find it now. Mitchell Trubsky, yeah. yeah, did everything he could to get um, the Bears. Into field goal range, played a really good part. Held the ball when he needed to, ran the ball when he needed to, threw the ball when he when he had to and when he needed to. Got him into field goal range and a missed field goal, cost them a win. Um, but look, it's unfortunate because their D just hasn't fired this year. Uh, they're three and four. The Bears, Lions, three and three. The same uh, with them. Matt Stafford struggling really with not a number one receiver to throw to. So yeah, not really much else to say about those. Let's keep the Packers winning, hey. Let's get into these talking points as we come down into the championship rounds of this uh, NFL edition of Splinters. Let's talk about your safe bets. Uh, Jake, who's impressed you the most so far to start this season? In well, the NFC, so my safe bet in the NFC is the New Orleans Saints. Now, I know Drew Brees has missed a few games, uh, and, and I know he's, a, he's the kind of guy that leads their team around the park. With his uh, with his throwing ability and his ability to read the game of football, but they're seven and one with Drew Brees missing three games. Now, if that doesn't say something about defense, and if that doesn't say something about the leading uh, yard receiver this year, um, who is a saint uh, in Michael Thomas, he has eight hundred and seventy five yards already this season in week eight. So, you know, he's looking really good at the moment. Um, for the Saints, and I tell you what, they're a genuine chance of going all the way through uh, to the end. 
you know, seven and one, their, their D is formidable as per usual. You know, it's even more formidable this year than it has been the last couple of years. Breeze is back and fully fit. He'll be throwing them, um, throwing them into a playoff play. So they're my safe bet this year in the NFC, the New Orleans Saints. And, I, you know, it kind of hurts me to say that because I'd love to say the Green Bay Packers, but I've gone for the Saints in this one. They've just looked so good and they've defended so well. Well, speaking of the Packers, your beloved Green Bay, uh, they haven't been too shabby themselves. They started off, they were winning, but they weren't winning very convincingly. But the last few weeks, Aaron Rodgers has really come back to play. That's right. And But my surprise packet I've gone for uh, is not the Packers themselves, not the Packers offense, but the Packers defense. Now, the Packers have copped a lot of flack over the last few years for having a, a you know an offense that's backed themselves to score more points than the opposition team. They know how to beat defense. Aaron Rodgers is a you know an MVP QB. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP award. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know he won't go down as the greatest in history because that's a man called T. Brady. But he's tell you what, he's in the bloody conversation. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that as a hot tip. Uh, but their D this year has now been labelled a Super Bowl level defensive um, unit which is so good to hear. Finally, after years, years of defense just not being good enough, they're now back at the defending like a, a, a genuine Super Bowl defensive um, unit. But uh, I say that now, Dom, and the commentator's curse could come back to bite me in a few weeks. <laughs> but look, that's my surprise this year because they've defended really, really well and they've, they've got a Super Bowl level defense. And now Aaron Rodgers um, has something to attack with and knows that his scores will go down and be defended well. I lost too many games, especially last season, where the defence couldn't hold up and Aaron Rodgers had to try and crawl back a win every time. So this year with their defence, it looks so much better. I know for a fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers has made me a very happy man a few couple of last few weeks with a couple mm. of bigger fantasy performances. 50 points the other week, followed by a good 33 this week. And, uh, 16 he's been me back. He's clawing me Yes, he did. It has clawed me back into a, in to fourth position in the in the all important the league fantasy on Yahoo Sports that we've been running for a number of years after a, a after a slow start for myself. Speaking of slow starts, though, let's talk about a team that well has really become a disappointment for probably the last almost seven years now, and it is the New York Giants. Yeah, they're my disappointment in the NFC, the New York Giants. Again, a genuine Super Bowl threat who have just been so, so disappointing. You know, they started off 0-3, which is one of their worst records, I think, um, for a while, the New York Jets. Uh, the New York Giants, I want to call them the Jets because they've been performing that badly. But, um, you know, they, they've scraped a 2-6 and six, um, record at halfway mark. They've opted to start with Eli Manning um, as their franchise QB. He has been for the past few years, which I thought was the right call, even though they drafted Daniel Jones in the first um, round this year, the first couple of picks this, this season in the draft. You know, they've decided to bench him for, for Jones. Um, you know, who's looked, he's looked really good in moments. You know, he's looked with some really good potential. He's thrown some really good ball. I believe he won his first game starting and then he's just been, uh, he's just been struggling really when the big moments come to him. He's you know, 10, D, 10 TDs for seven interceptions. It's neither here nor there really. Um, you know, after playing a few games, seven interceptions obviously isn't good enough. He threw for about three in the last game. So, um, yeah, it's just not good enough, really. It's so disappointing because I would like to see the, the Giants play well because they're a genuine threat to anyone who can play against them. And they're a team that could beat – the team has got the formula right to beat the Green, uh, to beat 
New England Patriots and so no one else really seems to have. Uh, but also, a little bit of me is glad that they're playing bad because they always seem to beat the Packers in the uh, uh, NFC divisional games, divisional <laughs> playoff games. Well, let's go about down to your predictions for, for the NFC. Uh, who's 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 your likely Super Bowl con- candidate at the moment? Well, this one was really tough for me to pick, but I think a little bit of bias came into this one, more heart than head. And I've gone for the Packers to make the Super Bowl this year. Um, obviously, you've got the Saints, uh, who are playing some really good football, and the Niners, but I think the Packers' D this year, as well as Aaron Rodgers, hitting targets like Devontae Adams and... Uh, um, regularly scoring long, long touchdowns, um, I think they're a real chance of making the Super Bowl. Your safe bet for the for the uh, least the, the the championship playoff game. Well I've gone for the Saints uh in this one. I just think they're a lot better side, well rounded side, uh than the 49ers who are the other uh, other team that I thought may be a safe bet. But the Niners have got some big games uh, coming up, and I just think the Saints look a lot better, especially with Drew Brees back and fully fit. So um, I've gone for the Saints as my safe bet. And uh, you, Ruffy, who's who's going to make it? Who's going to squeeze in? Who's your, who's uh, who's the dark horse from the NFC? Uh, this one for me was the hardest to pick. Um, the Ruffy, I've gone for two options. Uh, I've gone for the Minnesota Vikings as much as I don't want them to because they're in my division, obviously. Uh, but they've played some really good football. Um, and obviously, it comes off the back of their running back, Dalvin Cook, looking superb this year. So um, they're a roughy. But I've also thrown in there um, the Seattle Seahawks, Dom, your team. Um, I obviously, uh, you know, obviously Russell Wilson's looked phenomenal. They've played some really good football in there. I think they're a smoky that could go. Um, I'm not sure they'll go all the way, but I think they'll definitely um, look for. Uh, you know, a, a playoff, a divisional playoff, or definitely a wild card round. Well, for me, I've got to, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I think uh, to make it at the moment, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think a safe bet at the moment is the, of course, uh, the Packers, as you mentioned before, your boys. And then the Ruffy, oh, it's really tough. It's a three-way tie. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as my Ruffy and a little bit of bias uh, get the mm. better of me there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for, unfortunately. NFL, week nine coming up this uh, – well, you would have – and week ten coming up as well in the coming weeks. The remaining eight games coming. It's it's heating right up. This is where it gets really, really exciting. Jacob Aquilina, it's been a pleasure once again to talk with you, all things sport, especially NFL. I'm sure we'll, again, join up and partner up as the A-team in a few weeks to come. Absolutely, Dom, the A-team. Um, always a pleasure to have a chat with you, my good friend. So, you know, a, a great chat about um, the National Football League and hopefully have many more chats to come. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, a big thank you to you all. Of course, you can catch us on any podcast platform around the globe. We are Splinters and we do this all for the Sydney Bears. My name's Dom Rizzuto. That's Jacob Aquilina. Until next time, stay sharp and play pretty. Good night. Good night.